Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Fabienne Fredrickson. For 20 plus years, Fabienne has powerfully mentored thousands of women business owners to grow and then scale their businesses, earning them tens of millions of dollars collectively each year while increasing their time off to enjoy lives they love. Her leveraged business methodology is based on her nearly 15 years of experience in generating multiple seven figures annually with three children at home while taking 14 weeks of unplugged vacations each year. It is proven to work. Fabienne's revolutionary book, The Leveraged Business, How You Can Go from Overwhelmed at Six Figures to seven figures and get your life back is the new definitive roadmap on how she's done it with heart and how you can too without sacrificing your life. And I am so delighted and honored that you are with us today, Fabienne. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Angel. I'm delighted too. Well, I want to begin our time together just making note that Fabienne and I have known one another kind of peripherally for many, many years. And we spent some time together in person probably a decade ago almost at this point. And so I have always appreciated her as a leader and a way shower for years. She was one of what I call the, the rising of women leaders who started to come up in 2008, 2009, 2010, and really make their mark and make it clear to other women that it is possible. And so I want to start our time together, Fabienne, by asking you, were you always entrepreneurial? Like, did you have a lemonade stand when you were a kid? Or was this something that you came to? Did you become an accidental entrepreneur because you had a calling suddenly? Tell us a little bit about your backstory. You know, I didn't have lemonade stands because I grew up in Paris and they don't have lemonade stands here. But I remember when I was maybe six, seven, eight years old, living in Paris and seeing trucks go by and saying, why don't they have a phone number on their truck? We didn't have, you know, (laughs) websites back then. Why don't they describe what they do? I always had a marketing mind. My father was a marketing consultant. And I think that that really had a big impact on me is there, there's always a way to increase your visibility and, and let people know about you. I, I found myself living eight, years (laughs) I'm just going to say soul-sucking years in corporate that wasn't 
what I wanted and I, what I realized, Angel, is that I was unemployable. I just didn't know it at the time. And the more I realized that I needed freedom, that I am a rebel, that I wanted to be a catalyst in people's lives and not cluck in and cluck out, that it, impact really meant a lot to me. That's when I, I found a way out and it was a great leap of faith, but I did it anyway. I used every resource and every faith molecule in my body to do it. And there have been so many dark nights of the soul, but I would never change the course of it ever. I love that you said that you're unemployable. I would raise my hand on that as well. (laughs) I've become clear in the last 20 years that I am completely unemployable other than being engaged you know, by people who want to work with me in my own business. Of course. Yeah. And and I have to just say, this is kind of funny. When you said cluck in and cluck out, I actually heard cluck in and cluck Mm. out. And Mm. the vision I got was of chickens just, you know, Mm. I'm coming in, I'm going to lay my eggs and then I'm going back out again. And how corporate for many of us, especially those of us who have this, you know, calling or feel rebellious in some way, you know, when you're an eagle, you cannot be a chicken for too long, right? So I love that that you said that. So now what I'd like to ask you about is when you were in, in corporate and you, you know, were in that environment, were there signs for you that you could point to our listeners who may still be there who are contemplating making the leap? Were there practices that you suddenly started to engage in to build your courage muscle to be able to make that leap? I think there were signs when I was in my early 20s and I was working until 11 p.m. almost every day, making 20,000 a year. And I I actually remember this one time I was working at an advertising agency in, in Manhattan on Sixth Avenue, and I got my paycheck. I was walking from having picked up my, the letter, opened my paycheck, and I was walking down the hall. And I just looked at it, and there were just my eyes over, like just overflowed with tears. And this account manager walked by and said, "Oh, it can't be that bad." And I just stopped and I cried. And I was thinking, "You have no idea." Because had I been doing work that I would have loved doing, you know, then we'd call it an, a paid apprenticeship. This was not my calling. Mm-hmm. And I, I started taking nutrition classes on evenings and weekends, holistic nutrition. And it's as if my soul was coming alive. I was learning things. I was, it was nutrition, but also life coaching and, and, I just started thinking, oh my gosh, coaching and you can make money at it. And I remember buying a book called How to Become a Coach or Becoming a Coach by Thomas Leonard. And I went to see him speak and I thought, wait, this is me. You can make your own money and you can work whenever you want and take as much time and you're you're personally responsible. And my, my, my soul filled with light. And I saw that as a sign. And there were lots of starts and stops. And I have to say, when I did quit my corporate job, opened up my nutrition practice, 
I got four clients right away, friends, benevolent friends who signed up for my six month program, but it wasn't enough money. I was living in Manhattan, you know, I, I was floating everything on credit cards. But you know, I wouldn't take that back, Angel, because despite the dark nights of the soul, the crazy 3 a.m., I don't have enough client sweats, the credit card companies calling, the, the being so embarrassed at a bachelorette party because I couldn't pay the $50 for lunch I had to borrow from a friend because I just didn't have enough in the bank account. It is what got me on the path to becoming a business coach. And I, I needed to figure out a client attraction system for myself. Had I just been handed this, you know, this client attraction system, it wouldn't be what it is today because I had to dig deep. I had to all of the desperation and the I've got to make this work because I cannot go back to work mm -hmm. in advertising had me realize that everything that was out available for solo entrepreneurs to get clients, first of all, it was not available in one place. So you went over here for marketing, you went over here for sales, you went over here for networking and product this and that. And I needed a one-stop shop, but a lot of what was being taught was very masculine. It was bro marketing, bro selling, bro networking. And I love the men. I love men. I just don't want to be a man. And so everything I was being taught wasn't working for me. Yeah. And I needed a feminine approach to filling my practice. I needed an authentic, no need to hit them with a two by four over the head for them to buy. I needed to figure out for myself how to turn marketing from something you do to someone to get money from them into a love letter that awakens the person to their aspiration makes them believe in themselves so much and want what they want so badly that they'll come to me. It was feminine power of attraction mm. that I started employing in my marketing. And then that's how I created a client attraction system for women mm. and those who lead with their hearts. None of that would have happened if if I hadn't had the dark nights of the soul, if I hadn't had those credit card companies calling. Yeah. And Beautiful. then, yeah. Well, I, I want to just take a second here to underscore a few things. First of all, the moment that your soul filled with light, you took that as a sign. I think that's a great that's a sign. Yeah. I think that's a great sign that your soul filled with light. You know, you said a few things specifically about some of the challenges that you've had with money and credit and being in those moments where your heart was continuing to pull you forward, like your heart itself, your, your future clients were actually pulling you forward, but your brain was probably like, what the hell am I doing? So we've got a couple minutes before the break. Is there something that you'd like to offer our listeners about how you might have surrendered to this, you know, your future clients, your future business, your future life, literally magnetizing you into continuing to take the actions, even when the logical mind was probably off the rails screaming. I want to tell you a story. I was walking, I was still a nutrition counselor. I wasn't a business coach yet, but the credit card companies were calling and it was, I had no money. 
And I was on my way to the Whole Foods to buy, you know, provisions for a cooking class I was doing that night. And I, I was also thinking, I, I got to go back. I got to go back to corporate. I, this, this can't work. This, this is not working. Panicked as I was crossing the park, Union Square Park. And I'm dating myself, but I had a Walkman. <laughs> we don't have Walkman anymore. We had iPods and uh, you know iPhones and all that. But back then, you could turn the dial on the radio. So this was like 20 plus years ago. And you know, I was on a radio station and... I heard a song by Aaliyah. It just came on. And if, if you don't know the song, it was, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again. So I was like, oh, that's such a good song. I needed to hear that today. And the next song wasn't a good one. And so, you know, I turned the dial to the next station in New York. And the song was, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. And I was like, wow, what are the chances of that? And then I turned the dial to the next station. Mm. And it was the same song, third time in a row. And I looked up in the sky and I said, okay, I'm not going back. I will do whatever it takes but I heard you loud and clear, whatever the divine looks like. I heard you loud and clear. I will not give up. I will dust myself off and I will keep at this because I understand now that this is my path. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we are going to take a short break and boy, I've got the chills all over me on that little story. Thank you, Fabienne. Um, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content we are celebrating. We just received our fifth award in the mail for the show. So it's a five-time award-winning show. And we're now downloading in 100 countries. So we just really want to celebrate that and appreciate all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week, of course, to our listeners in France. And also, let's shout out to our listeners in Albania, and in Bulgaria. And we will be right back with Fabian Fredrickson. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
And we are back with Fabienne Fredrickson. You can find out more about Fabienne, about her book, The Leverage Business, how you can go from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures and get your life back at boldheart.com. Boldheart.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. So I am just so grateful that you're here, Fabienne, and bringing your whole bold heart to our listeners. I mean, if, if you were really tuned in before we went to the break. If your heart wasn't moved by that story, then you might need to go see the cardiologist. (laughs) So what I want to do now, Fabienne, is I want to just pivot a little bit to, you know, for many new business owners, startups, you know, making that moment, momentous decision to disengage from a corporate career and follow your calling six figures is like the holy grail. But I know for me, when I hit my first six figures, everything I I discovered that everything that I had done to get to six figures wasn't going to work very well when I made the attempt to get up to mid six figures. And what you have done with your methodology is you actually help people to move from the kind of holy grail of six figures. Oh, my God, I've made it to six figures where they're at a place that they have put so much on their their list that they've given themselves three jobs as they have tried to liberate themselves from one job. And your promise here or your experience here with millions of, of dollars in actual authentic results is that there is a way. There is a way to go from six to seven and have it be exceptionally more easeful and spacious. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about that for our listeners. Yes, I'd be happy to. So the first thing I want to say sounds contradictory. And I will say that it is easier to make a million a year than it is to make a hundred thousand a year. It is easier to make 100000 a year than it is to make 10000 a year. The reason why I want you to start thinking in this way, and this is what I talk about in the introduction of the Leveraged Business book, is what got you here at six figures will never get you to seven figures. The team that got you here won't get you there. The systems, whether you have some or not, won't get you there. The business model won't get you there. The, the way that you use your time to get to six figures will never get you to seven figures. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer. What I am saying is for as I got to six figures, which by the way is where is, 95% of entrepreneurs will never get to six figures. So like you're in the top 5% of all entrepreneurs. And if we're going to, to bring it down even more, I don't even have a percentage for women entrepreneurs. So you're in the elite of the elite at six figures. But here at Boldheart, we are normalizing that women can be at a million a year. And then you don't have to be like the Kardashian type of glam, you know, whatever. It's actually the people that I've, the countless women that I've taken to to seven figures, you would not recognize that they are a million dollar business owner, but you know, at the grocery store line, they're, they're normal. They're, they're like you and me, you wouldn't think it. What shifts though, 
is understand that you have to do less better. Mm. To get to a million, you actually have to work much less. And this goes against everything that women around the world think. They immediately equate a million to more work, more overwhelm, less time with the kids, more excuses, just one more email and mommy will be right there. Mm. And it's actually the opposite. But what it requires, Angel, is a complete shift in mindset. So women kept asking me, how, how have you been at multiple seven a year for 14 years with three kids? And I, and I reverse engineered how I did it. And it's actually really simple. It's this concept of a lever. The, the understanding that at each new plateau of your business, there is a new mindset to adopt. So new level, new devil. And then there is also a new strategic plan of action. So in the first years, when you're trying to get to 10K a month consistently, the only thing that you should be focused on at the exclusion of practically everything else is marketing and sales, marketing and sales, marketing and sales. It's all about money generating activities. When you are at six figures and you're likely overwhelmed because you've got a hand in everything, there's no more you, no more of your time and no more of you to go around. You have become essentially the bottleneck. Nothing in the business in most cases can go out the door without your, you know, seal of approval. And that is not scalable. So what needs to happen if you want to move to the next big level is to hire a team for where you want to go, not the team for where you are now. And this does not involve full-time people. You don't have to have an office. We've learned this the last couple of years. You can leverage a team to do all of the things you don't know how to do, you don't have time to do, you, you are not good at. And when you use a certain hiring process that we talk about in chapter one of the leveraged business, you're hiring people who are world-class. And world-class people who are uniquely brilliant at the things that you're not uniquely brilliant at means that you are all working in your unique brilliance. Mm. And that creates a compound effect in your implementation. Yeah, beautiful. I want to like just zoom in on a couple of things here. One is I want everyone to hear Getting up to six figures and into the low sixes, it's really all about marketing and sales. Like that's all you really need to be focusing on is the money generating. So what I am hearing also in here is that the leverage, the initial leverage point to get to seven is hiring world-class team. What I'd like to ask you, Fabienne, is what's the internal shift that has to happen to move from kind of solo, I am the lone wolf kind of leadership, which is basically I'm self-responsible, I'm self-leading, I'm doing all the things, to authentic leadership of a group of exceptional people. Because it feels to me like that's as much of a, a shift as any 
here? Yes. So many people grow their businesses in part get there an incredible amount of significance from being the doer of everything. And so we also have a belief because the first few years as we're getting to 10K a month consistently, we have more time than we have money. So we adopt this way and women are like this anyway to begin with is I'll do it myself. It'll be faster if I do it myself. I'll get it done the way I want to. It doesn't take that much time, but, but all of those things that you keep doing yourself, either to save money or just because you think it's faster or going to be done better are actually keeping you in the trenches. So the a one mindset shift that needs to happen is that this is no longer about you as a solo entrepreneur. You must take on the identity of having this now be a process driven company, not the Fabienne show, not the angel show, not the Susie or Jane show. You are now the leader of a process driven company. And when you can understand that it's not about you, that you no longer have to be, have a hand in everything, you can also begin to let go of some of the day-to-day -day operations. But the only way that you can do that is if you hire from a place of self-care and self-love. And here's what I mean by that. We tend to try to save a buck. We tend to say, this person is good enough. I'm overwhelmed. Let's stop the bleeding and put her in, even though she's not a rock star or world-class. Good enough will be good enough. And in this situation, what happens is if you don't hire the person that you really need and that you really want, you will never fully let go because you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You can't trust fully. And so you'll be helicopter managing this person which means that you fooled yourself into thinking that you took care of this hire, but you didn't. And this happens so much, you would be so surprised. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what, I know I need somebody at 50 bucks an hour, but I've just found somebody at 15 on Fiverr. So let, let, let's just, you know, I'll just save a buck. This does not allow you mentally and pragmatically to let go of things to then move on to exponential growth activities. Mm. So the act of self-love is to increase your standards and realize that you are worthy of a world-class person and they don't have to cost a lot. Again, in the book, I talk about how to hire so that a strategic way to hire so that the people you hire will pay for themselves in three to four months and yes. then some, which means that it's only a three to four months hustle to pay for them until they pay for themselves. And then you do this with the next person and the next person. And when the team is following, because the next chapter is leverage your system. And this is what I teach in our programs, right? First the team, then the systems. When the systems are documented properly and followed by all, and no, it's not you who will document it because you're not wired for it. Then the team, runs the systems. You begin to trust even more. You stop the white knuckling and holding on, you know, the control enthusiast that we are. You start to let go 
And that's when you can leverage your time by focusing on the, the, the 20, if you think about the Pareto principle, the 20, 80-20 rule, the 20% of activities that produce 80% of results. Most people are using their time wrong, which is why they're working evenings, weekends, and they say one more email and mommy will be right there. It's time to say no to the 80% of activities that we do that produce only 20% of results. Yeah. With that, we are going to have to go. I could spend hours talking with you, Fabienne. <laughs> but listeners, we are going to have to go now. So we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at weeklysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.